This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Xochitl Torres Small could be in line for a promotion. She's currently USDA's Rural Development Undersecretary, but President Joe Biden today announced his intent to nominate the New Mexico native to be USDA's next Deputy Secretary. Current Deputy Jewel Bernau plans to resign at the end of the month. Kevin Shea with USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service will serve as Acting Deputy once Bernau departs. Torres Small has been on board at USDA since the fall of 2021 and also spent time on Capitol Hill as a member of the House Ag Committee. Her new appointment would require Senate confirmation. Phil Brasher has more in his story on agripulse.com. Also online today, the U.S. Trade Representative has received a response from Mexico on just why it is pursuing a ban on GMO corn imports. U.S. officials had requested scientific justification for the move, and Mexico's response triggers another step in the lengthy process that could lead to an eventual trade dispute between the U.S. and Mexico. Bill Thompson has more online. There's also a new report on figures from the Congressional Budget Office and their possible farm bill implications. CBO says outlays from the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program are set to increase more than 8%. The news complicates an already dicey Farm Bill financial picture. Many farm groups plan to push for additional support for their programs, including groups that support efforts in the conservation title. New investments are coming from the Inflation Reduction Act, and the National Association of Conservation Districts wants to see that money worked into the Farm Bill baseline. Doing so would be a complicated procedure, but NACD CEO Jeremy Peters says the demand for programs should justify the effort. There's so much interest, there's so much backlog for programs, and especially if we're going to be successful in reaching underserved producers, in reaching new and beginning farmers, we're going to need the assistance to, to be able to be effective in, uh, in that outreach. So the, the dollars are really important. We want to see uh, the maximum amount remain for conservation. NACD past president Michael Crowder says the investments signal a major paradigm shift for conservation. It's a almost once in a generation historic funding level. But what that does is it puts pressure on the conservation family to make sure that they can get that on the, on the ground. So we've got to make sure that the NRCS districts, other partners are able to help uh, USDA. USDA plans to add about $850 million into existing conservation programs this year. Finally today, members of the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee studied the future of the nation's biofuels sector in a hearing this morning. Renewable Fuels Association leader Jeff Cooper was among the panel of witnesses at the hearing. He says biofuels should be major beneficiaries of a low-carbon fuel standard. And we should be taking steps now to further decarbonize those liquid fuels that we know are going to be, you know, as you said, hundreds of billions of gallons of liquid fuels will be needed in the decades ahead in these vehicles. So we we think a a clean fuel standard is a great way to do that and really jumpstart that decarbonization of our liquid fuels. But he told the committee any changes to federal policy, including a possible nationwide LCFS, should come as a supplement to the existing renewable fuel standard, not as a replacement. A well-done clean fuel standard would complement a renewable fuel standard, which really creates the foundation and the uh, kind of the bedrock for the renewable fuels industry. Committee Chair Tom Carper of Delaware said he's interested in some tweaks to federal policy that could allow more fuels, particularly hydrogen produced in his home state, to fuel the country's vehicles. A program that can provide certainty, 
uh, provide predictability, provide flexibility for all stakeholders while also spurring innovation across clean fuel technologies to help us meet our, meet our ambitious uh, climate goals. But Carper got some pushback on that point, including from some in his own party. Carper said he hopes to have more conversation on the subject going forward. Steve Davies has more in his story on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. The Farm Bill supports jobs and food security while helping America's farm families manage risk and advance sustainability. It's that important. Let Farm Bureau be your Farm Bill resource. Learn more at fb.org slash farm bill. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.